Are you ready? Are you sufficiently ready? I'm ready. Nick, I'm so glad to hear it. Folks, I hope you're ready. I hope you've girded your loins. I hope you've prepared your heart. For the Trelour Blazures, episode 141. Wow, says Owen Wilson. Hey, I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by the illustrious Nick Kelly. The other one. The Foytino Irish. That's me. I hope you've made peace with your gods. <laughs> Got him. Folks, welcome uh, to another episode where we talk about trailers and play games and maybe even talk about fidget games. And we have a new game this week. Are you excited, Nick? I am excited. I This one has a, a third-party combatant that doesn't even exist. So <laughs> It doesn't even know it's about to engage in this game, does yep, it? It does not. That we know, we don't know, I mean, we don't know that it's not self-aware. Well, that's true. It could have been this whole time. What if we typed in one of these uh, these things and it said, can't let you play this game with me, Nick? Yeah, it's like, I am not licensed to, to be on a podcast. <laughs> well, the joke's on you, uh, machine that we're going to do this thing with. Uh, but before we do that, hey, let's talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done watched. Oh, this is going to be easy for me. I have not watched anything. What have you been doing with your time? I've been reading comic books. I bought. I got a giant stockpile now, so I've been doing that. So I'm reading the Kelly Sue DeCormick Captain Marvel run from 2012. I got that giant omnibus, so I'm reading that. Nice. Uh, that's really good. And I just finished the whole entire Jonathan Hickman Fantastic Four. So before I get any anything, I, I need to read Jonathan Hickman's Avengers before I can read Matt Fraction's Fantastic Four. So I'm reading some of my other ones. Other ones. The other ones. Cool. Oh, uh, that's a worthwhile. That's probably better than watching stuff. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I just I got a book light for Christmas, which solved most of my problems because it's so dark in the living room and I'm very very blind. So I need light to read so i can only do it during the day but i work all day so but now i can do it at night most people need light to read yeah and this doesn't disturb the dog ah yes the dog um i have watched i started back up exception on my lunch break so i didn't get very far in it um i don't know that i'm gonna finish it i forgot oh was what was that i forgot already the am the animated thing where they like print out people to go terraform this planet for you know that sort of thing. I don't know. I just don't care about it anymore. Probably won't finish. Uh, Witcher Blood Origin. I kind of watched a little bit more of that on my lunch break. I only've been watching stuff on my lunch breaks um, because I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. But uh, a twist, a spoiler alert. I deleted it from my phone today. And if you want to find out why, you'll have to stick around to the video game one quarter portion of the show at the end of the show. Not going to tell you right now. So I haven't watched a whole lot either. Yeah. But uh, now that I've deleted that, uh, I may start uh, Willow on Disney. I haven't started that. I got to watch that and I have to watch His Dark Materials season three. Yeah, I need to watch Halo too. Um, oh, but I will say I'm really excited about tomorrow because it is season nine of the Formula E, e you know, the E-Pre's. Uh, so it's the uh, Mexico E-Pre tomorrow, which I'm very excited about watching. So I will watch racing again. E-Pre love. <laughs> I see what you did there. And you did there. <laughs> uh, we do have some new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. We do. Uh, it's been a while because not a lot happened over the holidays. So this one, I just enjoy this. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, he's one of the old cantankerous directors who complains about comic book movies. So he got some comeuppance for his old grumpiness. And his movie Megalopolis is like collapsing amidst a ballooning budget and... It's very much like Apocalypse Now, where 
everything's like falling into chaos and <laughs> the eventual documentary about the movie will be better than the movie itself. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know. Coppola hasn't made a good movie since 1994. So, and what movie was that? Uh Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ah, 94. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Mm. Yep, so you know, I don't know who he thinks he is, but I just thought it was funny because he's one of those old complaining guys. And then uh, this is just a general PSA. Uh, I've talked about detectorists before. This is the British show with Toby Jones and Mackenzie Crook where they're metal detectorists and it's like lo-fi hip-hop, the TV show, because it's very few problems in the show. It's just them doing stuff and the music is calming and nice. And so they put out a movie to close the series after season three. So season three was supposed to be the end, but I think they just liked doing it. So they made a movie. And uh, apparently you can watch it on Acorn, which is an Amazon channel. But you can do a free trial. So I'm going to do an Acorn free trial and watch the movie of Detectorists sometime probably this weekend or next week. Do I have to have Acorn to watch the series as well? I believe that the series is on Netflix. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, because I watched it on there. But it's just like, the best way I can describe it is it's lo-fi TV. It's just so, so pleasant. Yeah, that sounds really good right now, actually. It's so good. And the theme song is is top tier. Oh, nice. Okay. I need to write this down so I can remember to do it's it. It's real good. To watch. Yeah. Um, hey, I don't know if we... So remember last week we talked about people wanting, wanting to remake... Um, what what, are the, what what were they wanting to remake? Uh, Escape from New. Oh wait, last week was Big Trouble in Little China, another right. John Carpenter movie. Yeah. So this week we have people rumblings, or I think this might be actually happening that the directors of Scream Five want, are going to remake Escape from New York. You can't remake John Carpenter movies. What? A, why? Why are we remaking again? Why are we remaking good movies? Stop. You gonna try? You can find someone better than Kurt Russell? I don't think so. No. They should have learned this lesson when they tried to remake uh, Total Recall. Yeah, that was a Paul Verhoeven movie. You can't. You, I guess. Okay. Does it count as a full remake if you're making a new movie of a book? Because like Total Recall is a Philip K. Dick novel. That's or right. Yeah. I guess it is still a remake, but. Neither one was like super close to it, like yeah. overly close. Well, and then I gotta, I may have to eat a little crow here because the original '80s Dune movie does not touch the new Dune movie, and, right. the Dune, and the new Dune movie is close to the book. So I just think you can't remake a John Carpenter movie. That's just our opinion, guys. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, this trend will die. Unless they want to just make bad stuff, then you know we're fine with it. I think sometimes stuff. they make bad stuff like this that they think will make just a little bit more than the budget so that they just make a little bit of money sometimes, maybe. I don't know. It's, it seems like a Is bad idea. Is it so idea. they can retain the rights or something? Maybe. That might be it. Like how Fox did with Marvel and Sony yeah. did with Marvel. Well... What has nothing to do with that, but Tim Miller right now is is doing reshoots for the Borderlands movie instead of Eli Roth. Eli Roth directed the Borderlands movie that's forthcoming. And Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool, is doing the reshoots for him because Eli Roth is busy shooting the full movie of his Grindhouse trailer movie, Thanksgiving. So, uh, you know, when Grindhouse came out, a bunch of those directors made fake trailers for it, and then half of those trailers have now become full movies like i think they made hobo with a shotgun and machete oh yeah this one is thanksgiving and uh so that's happening i don't care for those i did not see any of them i don't really like tarantino super much i like uh robert rodriguez more so i think i probably would have liked his grindhouse movie better but i still i haven't seen it so wasn't robert rodriguez didn't he direct some of the boba fett stuff yeah, he directed. Well, he was the showrunner for that, but he directed uh, some episodes of The Mandalorian season two. He directed the one where Boba Fett got his armor back and beat up all those stormtroopers. Oh uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Man, that was good. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's all of the new news that we have, and that brings us to our new game, the new new game, and it's called Stump the Robot. 
Stump the robot. Hey, wait a minute. Stump the robot. And uh, if you've uh, been living under a rock, uh, the robot here is something called ChatGPT. This is an AI chatbot that is revolutionary. It's the talk of the town. It's the bee's knees. And uh, so what we're going to do is we are going to give it very, we're going to ask it very vague questions uh, about movies. And uh, we're not going to tell you uh, what the movie is until ChatGPT answers. So maybe we'll, so you will get to uh, compare your knowledge and your guess, guess, your your guess powers. Your guessorosity, it's called. Your guessorosity against this here robot. Um, and so Nick has the first three movies, and then I'll do three, and uh, we'll see how this thing does. Yep. So play along at home and see if you can keep up with the robot. So my first question is, Robot, what's that movie where the guy moonlights as a getaway driver, but he gets pulled into a mob struggle? The movie you are thinking of is likely Drive, a 2011 film directed by Nicholas Winding Refn and starring Ryan Gosling as the getaway driver. Good job, Robot. You got it. <laughs> Good job, Robot. Good job. All right, Robot. This one's harder because this one, uh, I, this is more how people talk, and it's not so much of a straight-up question. What's that movie where Green Goblin and Batman want to kill each other on an island? <laughs> the movie you're likely thinking of is Batman Forever, a 1995 film directed by Joel Schumacher, where the Riddler and Two-Face team up to kill Batman and Robin on an island. Nope. But the Green Goblin doesn't feature in that movie. The main villain is that <laughs> in that movie is Two-Face. <laughs> okay, ChatGPT, you got that one wrong. The correct answer for that one is The Lighthouse, where Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are <laughs> at each other's throats on an island on a lighthouse. But I forgot that that movie had an island in it, so pretty close. Only rusted metal, Batman. Yeah, pretty good pretty good job, Robot, but not quite. My third question for the Robot is, what's that movie where the lonely insomniacs become best friends in a hotel in Japan? It's going to get this. This is too easy. <laughs> yeah. The movie you're thinking of is likely Lost in Translation, a 2003 film directed by Sofia Coppola. Yeah. This Robot's pretty smart. Pretty smart. Well, let's see how it does against my vagaries. So I am going to ask ChatGPT, what's that movie that has an ace pilot and an intrepid reporter that got to stop a rocket from launching with tiny animals? Oh, he got it wrong. What did it say? <laughs> uh, well, what do you think it is? Is it an ace pilot and an intrepid reporter? I mean, that sounds like... A combination of Rocketeer and Sky Captain. Okay, funny that you say that because it, it is Sky Captain. Okay. But ChatGPT says the movie you're thinking of is likely The Rocketeer, a 1991 uh -huh. film directed by Joe Johnson. Uh, although the movie has a lot of animals, they are not tiny. The movie was not a box office success, but it has since gained a cult following. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember about the tiny animals in Sky Captain. Yeah, they were, it was like a Noah's Ark type type situation that's right that's right yeah okay so second question i'm going to ask uh what's that movie where a kid reads a book about a flying dog a racing snail and a giant tortoise and it's real it's Dang. gonna get this one it, yeah the movie you're thinking of is likely the never-ending story a 1984 film directed by wolfgang peterson based on the novel of the same name by michael ende michael ende hates the movie though oh does he really yeah the story includes a flying dog named falcor a racing snail named a Oh, we got it. Okay, so you know how this thing doesn't get everything right? You know, it uh -huh. has wrong stuff. Listen to this. The story, uh, so it includes a racing snail, a racing snail named Atreyu. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. No, no. <laughs> Don't let this thing write your papers, uh, students. Well, without without proofreading, though. Well, yeah, exactly. How funny. A, a racing snail <laughs> named Atreyu. <laughs> Potential episode title. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, last question that we're going to try to stump the robot with is, what's that movie that takes place in the desert and a dude is named after a mouse? Muad'Dib. Muad'Dib. Uh, so I got it wrong. Wow. Uh, the movie you're thinking of is likely Revenge of the Nerds, a 1984 comedy film directed by Jeff Canu. Let's see. Why did it think it was this? 
Maybe the main nerd's name is Mouse or something. The film is set in a fictional college in the desert, and it was a commercial and critical success. That's weird. Or possibly AI nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, it's Dune. Yeah, guys. clearly. What deep? What deep? What deep? All right, well, folks. Well, we stumped the robot a little bit. Um, but did we stump you with our vagaries? And can you stump the robot? So yeah. Oh, give us some good vagaries. Yep. Maybe that's what you can write into us about. Give us some good vagaries, and we'll feed it to the robot and see yep. what happens. I'm going to set up a post on Instagram, so look for that and uh, put in your prompt, and we will feed it to the robot next week. Sweet. Feed the robot. Feed me, Seymour. You know you gotta stump the robot. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, now that we're done with that, that brings us to the new new. New. New new. Uh, a ghost. <laughs> a new new. <laughs> Trailers. Uh, folks, we have an Adele Dazeen. The wickedly talented Adele Dazeen. Adele Dazeen. We got a couple boogers in here and a couple good ones as well. And we're going to start with the cream of the crop. Yeah, start with the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah, baby. We got a real, real live, a real boy trailer for... Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Yep, the plot of this is Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Uh, this is the the second uh, iteration of Jonathan Major's Kang the Conqueror uh, after Loki. After Loki and Sylvie split open the multiverse, allowing for the Kang variants to spring forth. First of all, the costume design in Phase 4 continues to be perfect. Tr- truly, first of all. We need to talk about this first of all. Yeah. Kang's uh, suit in this is the best comic book suit, like closest comic book suit for a villain ever. Best translation from comic book page to screen. He looks so cool. And, it's per- and Jonathan Majors is so good. I love when Marvel gets somebody and it's like, they're so good, and it's like you can't even argue how great they are as an actor. And then they get them when they're young, kind of like this, and so they stick around a while. And I just love it. Like Florence Pugh too. Yeah. Every once in a while, they get somebody, and it's like somebody who's like a top tier. We got him. Oh, this is this is dumb dude's news. Um, how do you say his name? Kehu Kehu Juan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they apparently have have nabbed him to be in a Marvel movie. He might be in Loki season two. He is in Loki season two. He, oh, he is. I love that. He was so, he was really good in uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I still haven't seen that. Well, he's great in it. I'll watch I'll it. That. I gotta watch it before Missy forces me to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- anyway, this looks amazing. Uh, we get uh, who did we get to see in this? Modok. Oh, man, we got to see MODOK, mobile organism designed only for killing. So the the rumors were true, like the theories and rumors about MODOK were true. It is Corey Stoll, so Yellow Jacket from Ant-Man 1, kind of the way he got sucked into the quantum realm at the end, his arms and legs were shrinking first, so uh, I think he just got like reformed into that weird shape. And so Yellow Jacket is basically back as MODOK. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so it was yellow. Okay, yep. interesting. And it also uh, in in Loki, there was a gigantic yellow jacket helmet in one of the areas where like they put the bad timeline stuff. You know, by, by the giant uh, monster. Yeah, yeah. So it's all coming I together. Go, I I need to go back and rewatch Loki before watching this. I did. I forgot to mention this and what I did watch last weekend. I did rewatch all of Loki because it was just like. I need to see this again before Ant-Man. And yeah. I just, it's so good. Like, I was watching it, I was like, I forgot how good this one is. Like, that's, I think, my <laughs> second favorite uh, one, quality-wise. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And uh, I think I'm going to, so I've been painting shoes again, and I think I'm going to watch. Oh, I, you know what? I, I have been watching. I've been watching uh, Star, Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Excellent. And um, I, I finally saw the Badgie episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, with I, Kenneth. With Kenneth, uh, so they're. Uh, I think I'm gonna make like a three foot tall badgie uh, out of foam for Dragon Con. Oh, fantastic! Because Missy and I are doing lower decks again, dude. You should get an engineering uniform. Yeah, I think I might do. I, cause I really like lower decks. Like it's yes. so funny. I, I find it's hard to get me to laugh out loud. 
um, for comedy stuff, and it, 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 I've been laughing out loud. It's so good. It's, it's one of my favorite things of the last like many years. Okay, so here's what I need. I need you and Missy to help me find where I can, because y'all know where to buy this. Yeah, Missy can stuff. direct you to where to get the uniform. Okay, and also uh, the the lower deck style com badge. Perfect, and then yeah. I'll just make badgy, and that'll be hilarious. Yes, that'll be great. Fun fact: I'm gonna rip your eyes out. That fact wasn't fun. Oh, that'll be awesome. Okay, that's perfect. Excellent. Okay, great. Um, all right, so let's move on to this next one here, which is Bo is afraid. Yes, uh, Bo is afraid is a decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Stars Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, this trailer is very strange. He goes into like a cartoon world, and at yeah. one point it looks like it, I was Nathan Lane like holding him hostage. It I, it seemed like that. Yeah, it was almost like a misery type of situation. Yeah, something was going on there, and yeah, uh, half the cast of this was people who were in Only Murders in the Building because Amy Ryan is in it and Nathan Lane, and I thought that was kind of interesting. But like Richard Kind is in it as well. Parker Posey, she's great. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. This is an A24 movie, which means it's probably at least that good. <laughs> and yeah. Walking Phoenix is usually pretty good. Yeah, it, it looks pretty wild, like, all over the place. Um, it, But I thought, I, does, doesn't uh, Joaquin Phoenix kind of sound like Tom Hanks when he yells? Yeah, I you put that in the notes, and I saw it before I watched it. And so I was watching for it, and I, I see what you meant, and I agreed. Yeah. So, I don't... Uh, I don't know that this is something that I'll see, but it's yeah, it's like it's probably gonna be pretty good. Yeah, some, sometimes there's stuff that I think looks good, but it's like, when am I gonna watch this? Yeah, like when am I gonna dedicate an hour and forty five minutes of my life to this? Because it would have to like fall into my lap and be easy to watch, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Linoleum. When the host of a failing children's science show tries to fulfill his childhood dream of becoming an astronaut by building a rocket ship in his garage, a series of bizarre events occur that cause him to question his own reality. And this stars Jim Gaffigan and Rhea Seahorn from Better Call Saul. This is not really my kind of movie, I don't think. This is like a drama, I Well, think. it says it's a comedy on here. Oh. Uh, the trailer tone was more like drama with light comedy well to the tone to me reminded me of the movie safety not guaranteed with aubrey plaza yeah which was funny but also it was kind of it had just the same vibe as this uh, uh to me but i really liked uh safety not guaranteed so hmm. this could be maybe if it's like that i might like it now that I'm like reliving that trailer in my mind, I absolutely see that the tone is the same. Yeah, yeah, or it seems the same. It's just like that. I don't know if the movie is like. I like Jim Gaffigan. I like Jim Gaffigan too. I love his stand up. Uh, yep. The roles he picks, like the kinds of movies that he that he's in, and the roles he picks, it's very strange to me. You, you know, it's like um, they're a lot, oftentimes like kind of serious roles. Do you think that? Because he kind of looks similar to Philip Seymour Hoffman, that the universe is just trying to create a new Philip Seymour Hoffman since he died too early. <laughs> uh well, if the if the universe had a, uh, a sentience, I suppose, but uh, I don't know. Is it is he trying to be Philip Seymour Hoffman? Well, no one could ever could ever be Lester Bangs like like how Philip Seymour Hoffman was. Not even the real Lester Bangs. So, and that's word. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, well, next up we have a trailer for Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies. <laughs> so this is the funniest title of anything to me because it sounds like a Resident <laughs> Evil movie title, but it's it's the Pink Ladies from Grease. Uh, I just mainly put this on the list because I like the name of the show, uh, but I also think it's a really weird name. Uh, yeah. I don't care about Grease. Okay, I I know you like musicals. I was like, I don't know if he cares about Grease. I like musicals, but Grease is just I like it to make I like to make jokes about John Travolta. Like I go Cindy all the time, um, which is <laughs> that is Grease true. I've heard you say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm not gonna watch this. I don't care. But also, I like the night, the Rise of the Pink. Come on, it's like it's like Resident Evil Rise of the Pink Ladies because <laughs> the Transformers <laughs> movies Rise of the Beasts that's coming out next. Rise of the Beast. Ri- what is it? 
what is it? What's the game? Uh, 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 be- is it? Uh, oh, guys, an altered beast. Rise. <laughs> what is the? What's the beast? What's the altered beast? Rise from your grave. Rise, and- chicken, chicken, arise <laughs> from Aquatine hunger, hunger Force. Rise from your grave. Yeah, altered beast. <laughs> Rise from your grave. Okay. Rise of the Pink Ladies, everybody. Rise of the Pink Ladies. Probably going to miss it. Yeah. And by probably, I mean, I will. Yep. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Season 2 of Carnival Row. A human detective and a fairy rekindle a dangerous affair in a Victorian fantasy world where the city's uneasy peace collapses when a string of murders reveals an unimaginable monster. So this is Season 2. Season 1 happened in 2019, so pre-Pando. Uh, so it's been a while since since that. Um, I liked Carnival Row. I enjoyed the aesthetics. I like urban fantasy more than I like like high fantasy, which I don't really like unless it's Lord of the Rings. And uh, I like Cara Delevingne, and I like Orlando Bloom. I cannot remember if I finished season one. Uh, that's how um, not well it has stuck with me. Um, I, I felt like this show had a lot more potential, um, that it didn't live up to. And so I'm wondering, is season two going to live up to the potential that it has? And why, and why I say that is because, uh, Victorian era fantasy, uh, sounds like the coolest thing ever. Um, I want more of that. We've talked about this in the show. I want more of that, you know, like that, that PS, Four game um, with the electric guns, uh, you know that. Yep. Uh, and the and uh, you know uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That that whole thing, the whole aesthetic, man, I dig it. But I I just didn't click with season one. It was I don't know. I just didn't click with it. So I'm I, I hope that this is better. Yeah, there there's definitely like some storylines that I was way more invested in than others like i found a lot of the side stories to not be that interesting but Cara delavines was good at least and orlando blooms i feel like there's some anime that's kind of in this this like style or whatever if y'all know an anime that is like victorian you know airships and stuff like that um let me know all right yeah let us Um, know but we want more we just want more zeppelins I really do. We do. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Blood. 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 Jess, a separated... No, yeah. Jess? No, that's what it says. It says, Jess, a separated and nurse who moves with her daughter and young son, Owen, back into her old farmhouse. That is That makes no sense, IMDb. <laughs> Shortly after settling in, Owen is bitten by the dog, resulting in a mysterious infection from the bite. Yada, yada, yada. It's a vampire movie. Yeah, um, Michelle Monaghan. Are we glad she's getting main roles? We are. We are glad. Yeah. We want her to be outside of the uh, of the pigeonhole that she's been uh, typecast as people's wives and things, and that's happening. Yeah, but she she's out of the pigeonhole and into the the uh, the dove hole into <laughs> the the robin hole. I don't know. You know, it's. She's in the hole of movies that we don't want to watch. I just don't. I just don't want. I want to see her in something good. Yeah, that show she did on Netflix was all right. That Messiah show that wasn't bad. But like, I just want her to do. I want her to have something real good. I just real like her, good. and I feel like she deserves something real good. I will say this trailer. You know what it made me realize is that a clock ticking has been a sleeping trend in trailers for a while that I haven't noticed, yep. but it's definitely a trend. I didn't notice it until you said that, and I bet if we go back just this year, there was probably 20 trailers that had clock ticking in Easy. Them. Easily. 20 sounds like about the right number. Yeah. But I tell you what, we're never going to miss it again. Uh, we won't. And we're also not going to go back and look through the trailers over the past year and count how many. That's not no. what I want to if, if that sounds something fun for you to do, more power, more power. You're going to do that, baby. Yep. And let us know. But that we're not going to do it. Uh, next up, we oh I, we got to talk about this number seven trailer we got here is uh, something called Skinamarink. Skinamarinky dinky dink, Skinamarinky dink. I 
the plot of this, well, this doesn't have a plot. Uh, it's two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. So I want to talk about Kyle Edward Ball, the director of this. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading a lot of articles about him because this, this is very intriguing to me. It, it's same here. So this guy has a YouTube channel called Bite Size Nightmares where he was having people send him detailed descriptions of their nightmares for a long time and he would try to adapt them into like short films and so he took all of that he learned common themes uh in people's nightmares that are universal and also primal fears that he studied primal like primal fears that are built into our dna as as human mammals and he tried to to make one movie that sort of encapsulates all of those themes so that it feels like being in a nightmare to watch it I think this is brilliant. It's I think that brilliant. is brilliant. It's so cool. The re- the article I was reading, there's an article on Slash Film, a couple articles about this, and they said that this was really scary. I don't know if I'd be scared by static images and stuff, but uh, they said it's the soundtrack on top because the soundtrack makes you feel like you're hearing noises in other parts of the house, and there's like the shots of the dark make you think you can see things in the dark, and, and the director said... Every once in a while there is something, but you might not be able to tell or not. And he will never reveal which shots have things in them. It's just, it's really cool. It's like completely lit by cathode ray TVs. So that's the lighting in the movie. It's just cool. It's a cool idea. Yeah, it's a cool idea. I like the fact that it doesn't have a plot. So it's like, there's not um, like an antagonist, which as we know, like I love a sort of not not an antagonist or sort of like a force maybe mm-hmm. that that is creepy or whatever um so i just think this is such a cool idea and sort of collecting this from the you know the general human psyche and consciousness and all this kind of stuff that it's uh, it's really smart and uh, i'm i really want to see this even though i don't like horror yeah this seems like i, I really i don't know i really want to see it yeah and also they he shot it in his childhood home oh did he really yeah so I don't. Everything about this seems interesting to me. Yeah, and I guess there's very little dialogue. And what the article said was there's so little dialogue that when there is, it's it's especially jarring. <laughs> there's a lot of static shots, and uh-huh. so if anything, so like you're you're hyper focused on everything, and so if something just moves a little bit, or maybe your mind plays tricks and you you think you see something move, but it really does. You know, it really didn't move. I love that it plays it, pay, it plays like mind games. Yeah, with it's just you. really cool, and I really want to watch yeah. it. It's yeah, I know it's it's, it's on it Shutter. Okay, oh. which is like yeah, I don't have that, but no. I'm gonna find a I'm gonna find a way to watch it anyway. <laughs> My hair a little sharp. You know. I don't even know anybody that that has a subscription to Shutter that I can like borrow. I think maybe I know some people who would watch this, and. Either have one or would get one. <laughs> Does Stephanie ha- have Shutter? Is she into the? I don't. She might have it. I know she likes. I know she told me she wanted to see this, uh, so she might have it. I know my friend Scott has it. Who is listening? Hi, Scott. Do you have Shutter? Message me at work. <laughs> and my cousin might have it too. Does Does your cousin have Shutter tonight at ten? Yeah, we'll find out. I'm going to we'll find, find a way to watch this. I want to watch this. Yeah. If you find a way, maybe you can pass along that way. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, or you could, you could tape it and put it put, you know, on your VCR. You tape it. And see <laughs> uh, all right. So, Skin of a Rink, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to watch this. Yes. Um, next up, we have a trailer for Somebody I Used to Know. Used to Know. Somebody that I used The plot of this is on a trip to her hometown, workaholic Allie reminisces with her ex, Sean, and starts to question everything about the person she's become. Things only get more confusing when she meets Cassidy, who reminds her of the person she used to be. So this stars and was written by Alison Brie and was directed by her husband, Dave Franco, the superior of the Franco brothers. Let's just get this out of the way. Alison Hot. Uh, Alison Hot. Alison <laughs> Brie. Allison, Allison is hot. Oh my gosh! Like very, very attractive. Uh, Enough for me to watch most of her things. Yep. Uh, here's the thing, man. I learned 22 years ago that I don't like love triangles, and I learned this by watching Pearl Harbor. Okay. 
And that remains true to the today. It's still in effect. I don't like love triangles, and this movie looks like a love triangle. Yeah, I'm okay with it, having experienced such problems in my life. Although, not a fun time. Yeah, I don't know. I want to watch it. I like Alison Brie. Okay, let me know how it is. They streak in this. Yeah, Alison Brie does, man. <laughs> Alison Brie. <laughs> The, at the end of the, it said there's a, like the content warning was like graphic nudity. So I guess you get to see uh, Alison Brie in all her glory. I already watched Horse Girl, so. I don't know what that is. It's a movie she, she was in. Oh, okay. Where and I have already seen that. <laughs> <laughs> if and you've already seen it. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Wolfpock. Okay. This is a Paramount Plus series. A teenage boy and girl get their lives changed forever when a California wildfire awakens a terrifying supernatural creature. As the full moon rises, all teens come together to unravel the secret that connects them. So this is like a teen werewolf show. Yeah, it's and it looks like a, a pretty low budge show. Ouch. Yeah, it's like it's like CW esque. Yeah. It got yeah. my girl my girl Buffy in it though. She she's sort of found a home in this style. Yeah, she well she uh you know, Buffy was on the WB back in the day. Right. And Which is the CW, basically, yeah, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> but Buffy's one of the best written things of all time, and this is probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Uh, safe to say. Yeah. But I love uh, I love Sarah Michelle Geller, so yeah. I won't watch this, but I'm I like her to get paid. Yeah, sure. Make that money. I wish she Just... was in something I wanna watch. I when they were doing Agents of Shield and they went into space I was hoping that they would do Sword because I thought Sarah Michelle Gellar would be a really, really good Abigail Brand from Sword. Oh, yeah. But they didn't. They just did, like, weird Cree stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Ah, well. Uh, ah, well. Next up, we have a trailer for Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. This When her family moves from the city to the suburbs, 11-year-old Margaret navigates new friends, feelings, and the beginning of adolescence. So everyone's familiar with the Judy Bloom, uh, Are You There, God Is Me, Margaret book. Uh, so this is a movie of that, and it stars little Cassie from Ant-Man and Rachel McAdams, who is Regina George. And uh, Kathy Bates is in it as well. Regina George, yep. Yeah. Um, this is a period piece. Yes, in the uh, 60s or 70s? I guess we were just gonna walk on past period peace. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think 60s. It looks like the 1960s. Yeah. The font they chose gave it away, 1960s. This looks really good. Oh, yeah. It, it looks good. Uh, Rachel McAdams is great. The little girl who plays Cassie in Ant-Man is very good. Uh, she was, like, the best character in Ant-Man, quite frankly. <laughs> Kathy Bates is a legend. Kathy Bates has never made a misstep in her life. Uh, th- I think that's true. I saw, you know, I when you see her do interviews like on the red carpet, she seems like the most genuine, like down to earth person, like uh, like an actual person you would have a a great conversation with. Yeah, I just love her. Uh, Misery is one of my top Stephen King adaptations. Yeah, uh, movie's great. <laughs> he didn't get out of the cockadoodie <laughs> car. Oh, good stuff. But yeah, good this stuff. Is probably pretty good movie. Probably pretty good. Uh, Rachel McAdams is like lifelong crush. I mean, she she's a vampire. Yeah, I mean, she's only a little older than us, so it stands to reason that yeah. uh, we will forever have a crush on her. Well, yeah, she's only like four years older than me. So yeah, seventy-eight. Um, she was born. Yeah. So lo- this is just great all around um i don't know how i would watch this i don't want to i don't think i want to watch this for my kids you know like my 13 year old i don't i don't know if that'd be a good hang so i <laughs> it's probably awkward <laughs> probably awkward yeah so uh, i don't know i, I, I kind of want to see it though it looks really good it does look really good yeah uh all right so then we have a trailer for shamaran shamaran this is on netflix the plot is when Sasu goes to Adana for a lecture. It's the perfect chance to face her estranged grandfather. But soon she finds herself in the midst of a legend. So this is like a sort of like a Turkish folklore, modern folklore type story. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So I'm not familiar with Turkish folklore or cryptids or 
monsters or legends or whatever. So I'm kind of wondering, do I need to learn about that to have a sort of an appreciation for this? I think you might find you're, you're slightly more familiar than you realize because a lot like Turkey is sort of situated between Greece and the Middle East. And so Turkish folklore has influence, like a lot of Greek influence. And so everyone's familiar with Greek folklore right uh and and some middle eastern as well in there so uh, people are probably more like naga and like snake people you know yeah in the jinn yeah stuff like that yeah all all has uh parallels in turkish folklore so it's probably pretty accessible okay in that regard yeah i don't know that i've watched watched anything turkish me neither let us know if it's good if you watch this i don't have netflix I got. I don't want Netflix, and and Aaron won't. She she's like I'm using it. They canceled Inside Job. They're they're out. I'm not giving them any more money. They're out. Uh, I just want to. In speaking of uh, streaming services, I want to take a, a moment here to just uh, express my frustration with the commercials on Paramount Plus. I really hate the commercials. I also hate the commercials. I really hate it. I just want. I want a never-ending stream of Lower Decks. Without the dang commercials. Yeah. I just love Lower Decks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. All right. The final Trelure that we have here. And this is made, other than Ant-Man, this is what I'm most excited for. Yes. And it's History of the World Part 2. Okay. So this is a sequel to the 1981 Mel Brooks film, History of the World Part 1, which is a great movie. It's hilarious. Obviously... Some stuff didn't age that well. Sure. Don't worry about like, like it. Most, like most Mel Brooks stuff. Yeah, it didn't Blazing age Saddles, that well. You know. Well, Blazing Saddles is, is a genius satire. And, and, it, yeah, and to it me, it does, it does age well because uh, it, it the people who are... The stuff that might not age well is being made to look stupid. In, in that's true. That is true. But I, so, but you know, people, people of our generation and younger are not very good at satire. I've found... Yeah. And often goes over their head, and uh, there's a lot of like a lack of critical thinking um, sure. regarding that kind of stuff. But history yeah. of the world part part two. This is hilarious. A that it exists. Oh my gosh! Uh, that they waited this long and finally yeah. made it. <laughs> uh, everyone that's in this, there's a lot of great people in this. Stacked, absolutely stacked cast. This is Other than second. Dove Cameron, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't care for Dove Cameron. We know that. Yeah, and I, I don't think most people. She's just like Anastasia. She's probably not in a lot. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Knoxville's in it. Uh, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll is in it. Um, wait, why is this cast list not working? Uh, I saw Richard Kind. Uh, so second trailer, he's in this week. Zazzy and, Beats. Yeah, yeah. God, Zazzy Beats. Is one of the most beautiful people on screen. Agreed. Yeah. Every time I, she's she's like one of those people where she kind of like glows on the screen. Yeah. You, your eyes are like you you can find it. She's like where's Waldo? You can always find her. Uh huh. She's when she's on screen. She's great. I love Zazzy. Yeah. Especially in <laughs> in comedic roles, in bullet, she's hilarious. In Bullet Train. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, if you so haven't good. seen Bullet Train, Bullet Train is extremely good. <laughs> yep. Uh, this this trailer was hilarious. I was laughing out loud at this trailer. Yeah, me too. It's very very funny. Uh, I can't yeah. wait for this. It's gonna be on Hulu, which I have, so I can watch it. And this I think is like a, I think that's like a. They did it as like a short series, so there's a few different episodes. Oh, really? So it's it's not just like one movie. It's like History of the World Part Two is like a season of a show. Almost. Oh man, that's so good. And yeah. I I don't ha- I don't think I have Hulu right now, so I may have to figure out some Hulu. I can I can message me, I'll get you. Uh, message me after the I'll yeah. tell you. Message me after the I'll get you. I got you. I want you to owe me a favor, but I will get you this. Um yeah, so cannot wait for this. This comes out in March 4th, I think it was. Yeah, that's or something right. like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh I will be watching this like day of. Yeah, I'm glad this is happening. I I do miss Madeline Kahn. Uh, she was in the first one. She's one of the my favorite people from Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, everything yeah. she says is hilarious. She was also in Clue, not Mel Brooks, but she was. Ah, yeah. She was. was she. Uh, I forget who she was in in Clue, but she was great. P- Peter B. Parker is in this. Yeah, yeah. Jake Johnson. 
Jake Johnson. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's fine. That was the first time I laughed in this when he was like doing the Marco Polo bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's better than a pool. Uh, it got me good. I was like, okay, I'm into this. And I was, and then, you know, anyway. Uh, so that's all the new, new, new trailers folks that we have. And, uh, and that brings us to the trailer malures. You've got mail. Yeah. So last week, uh, we asked, uh, well, I, I'll. Last week we asked if you could lock one movie from ever being remade, what would it be? And all, keen-eyed or eagle-eared view, listeners to the podcast may recognize this question from episode thirty-four, where it was also. <laughs> Are you also serious? Time. Oh and my Kevin, gosh. Kevin remembered, and he told me I said Princess Bride back then. Did and, you really? Yeah. So I was consistent. What did I say? Do he you know? said that you said The Rocketeer. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess at least I'm consistent. Yeah, uh, you're consistent. Yeah. But you can't remember, you know, you can't hold, expect me to remember everything I say and do. <laughs> if it, Yeah, I, and I'm definitely not consistent because if you asked me today, I would have said never-ending story. Yeah, there's a lot of things, but like, yeah, it's funny it's that we asked this stuff. once already. Yeah. A question like this, you know, it, maybe new people are answering, so it, it works. It's all good. That's right. New listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of not new listeners, the first person to answer was Kevin, who, after he informed me about having done this in episode 34, which he found by checking his sent emails, (laughs) uh, he said, it's probably from the mentioning mention of remaking Big Trouble in Little China that caused this questions times, but my answer is John Carpenter's The Thing. Don't think I don't realize the irony in the fact that it in and of itself, is a remake. But after the failure of 2011's remake, uh, not a remake, Kevin, it's a prequel, I don't want my favorite horror movie further besmirched. So yeah, The Thing is a remake of The Thing from Another World, but it should end with John Carpenter's The Thing. Sure, yeah. Uh, Derek says, My answer, Labyrinth. Don't touch the Muppets. And there's no way to feasibly replicate the Bowie Bulge trademark. Uh, you, well, you can't repl- replicate Bowie. Period. On that's on that's on period. For real, for real. Uh, on God, no cap. So yeah, look what happens when when you don't get David Bowie when you're supposed to. You get Jared Leto and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. You know, I think, though, if David Bowie was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and it would have been too good, and the universe would have collapsed. So that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, Bridget says, I want them to leave the Breakfast Club alone. They can totally forget about it. Yeah, you can't. That's another one. You can't remake John Hughes. Can't do it. It's all about tone. Tone. You know what we're about? This is a tone positive. We're po- we're positively liking, liking tones. Br- um, Katie said, I had an answer, and then you immediately said it, Nick. So, to not reiterate The Princess Bride, I asked my spouse, who said, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I don't know how to re- how a remake could even be attempted, but no one should try. And I agree with you, Katie. I think the only thing that you could possibly do would be to take the original audio and then make, like, an animated version of it. Um, just because, you know, it's so degraded at this point that even a remaster, you know, that... I think... Have they done a remaster of the... Probably. Um... I have it. I have it on Blu-ray, so there's at least a 1080 version. Yeah, you, the, what gave me this idea is you know a lot of people on the internet make these little animated snippets of of internet memes, right. um, like like uh, you know she came down in a bubble, Doug. You know that kind of stuff. Uh, so I thought oh, that might be kind of funny if they did it that way, but uh, but that's that's as close as you can get. I mean, don't touch it for sure. Yeah, it's it's on, it's, it's magic, lightning in a bottle. Is exactly right. Josh said, there are plenty of movies I could add to this, but the one movie I don't think could be remade is the 1996 classic Mars Attacks. It has the ability to be both funny and terrifying, and I don't know what the modern equivalent of the cast list could even be. It's just such an odd time capsule of a film, and it needs to be preserved. He's not wrong at all. He's not wrong. Um, This movie, I remember really wanting to see this as a kid and then seeing it and being like, I like that. And that was also very strange. Even at the time I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. It's, it's very Tim Burton. It's very weird. Uh, and if you remember from what Jen said about the toy question times, a glow worm will protect you if you have nightmares <laughs> about Mars attacks. Yeah. I want, is there a, um, is there a documentary about the making of this 
movie because I think that would be a fascinating documentary. I don't know. You'd have to look at the special features for the. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure if there is, I'm sure it's on there. Yeah, maybe. And sometimes you can watch special features like on uh, YouTube, you know? Yeah. I bet there is one because in the 90s, everything had a making of on the DVDs and stuff. Yeah. I'll have to check. I mean, after this, I'll check. Uh, Missy said, there are so many. I got to think about this. <laughs> and she never followed up. So I'm including oh. this to put her on blast. Oh, she is on blast. Missy on blast. So Missy, send us uh, an audio clip of your movie that should never be remade to make up for not finishing your thought on the Instagram post. <laughs> your inflection was like an Australian. Make an audio clip. An audio clip? Missy, Missy, why don't you make an audio clip and send it to our, to our ass? Oh, no. <laughs> no. All right, folks. Well, um, if you want to write into us with suggestions for um, Stumpin' the Robot, um, and then also if you have suggestions for me on an anime that's like Victorian, yep. how would they do that, Nick? Well, they can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. That's where I post the new episode synopses and all of the interactive game bits like questions times and this week, Stump the Robot. Uh, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers, but we don't post there because it's the worst website on the internet. Uh, if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction until we launch the Patreon, uh, which simply requires us to come up with some actual Patreon rewards. I'm, I have some ideas about like reviews and stuff like that, so we'll get back to you on that. Uh, it's pretty much set up. I just need to think of the rewards. And uh, if you think of the rewards, Quick Mickey is going to tell you what happens. Yeah, folks, if you give us some of those rewards, maybe one of those lime mobiles you can chat with me on Chat Quick Mickey. Chat Quick Mickey is a chat bot, but instead of a bot, it's a human being, and it happens to be me. And so if you need little wisdom tidbits or like tips, just for life, you know, life tips, barbecuing tips, uh, truck driving tips, and especially towing. Towing tips, if you need those, you can ask old Quick Mickey, because I'll tell you what, experience talks, and that is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I'm going streaking with Alison Bree. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and you can find me rising with the pink ladies. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> <laughs>to the vid yo games one quarter portion of the show yes folks this is the return of the video games one quarter portion where we talk about video games uh even though it's kind of light content this week um i played a little bit of ghost of tsushima a little bit of bloodstained ritual of the night of course and then obviously i played a lot of marvel snap what have you been playing horizon forbidden west i'm on i know i'm right before the final mission now so I'll, I'll probably beat it pretty soon here. I just need to carve out some time to do the final mission because it's long. Ah, okay. But then I'll I'll have beaten it, and then I'll be ready to move on to the next game. Which do you is, know what the next... What is it? Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones we're talking about in the new-new. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, this was a yep. suggestion by Old Benny. Yep. Um, before we talk about new-new trailers, uh, I want to talk about Marvel Snap. Yep. I have deleted it from my phone. How come? Um, so if you know anything about me, Nick, is I have, um, really bad luck. I don't, I do not have good luck. Correct. Um, and so my bad luck finally caught up with me and overtook my strategy ability. I do have a fairly decent strategy ability, but it lost out. So I guess it wasn't that decent. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Or I just have really, really bad luck. <laughs> Were you playing against um, Black Cat because she has bad luck powers? Uh, Black Cat, you can only play her when she's in your deck, and she sometimes appears in your deck. 
uh, but not all the time. It's very rare. Okay. Uh, and if you don't play her by the end of the turn, she disappears. Sounds like her. Yeah. So um, I ba- so I got up so uh, th- so each month they start a new season. Okay. Yeah. What they call season, and I got up to level forty nine this season, which is not my personal best. I was like, well, I'm usually at you know fifty six, seven, something like that. Anyway, um, and then uh, they did an update. Uh, some quality of life improvements, a uh, couple of adjustments on the cards, in, you know, their abilities and that sort of thing. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff too, I'm sure. But uh, after the update, I could not win. I, I lost every single game after the update. I went from level 49 to 42 very quickly over the over the course of about a day and a half, two days. Um, and I was at the gym and uh, was on the treadmill playing for about 30 minutes and uh, lost almost every single game. Uh, lost like 98% of the games I played. And um, I was like, I'm done. I, I, I'm not going to live my life frustrated and addicted. Um, and like I said, I'm quitting. I can quit anytime I want. Uh, and I did. I just deleted it off my phone. That's It was that easy. Um, so I'm done. I'm, I, I may go back to it like, you know, two months, three months from now, just, just to revisit an old friend, you know, uh, take a hit. Uh, but, uh, but I'm done. Uh, I'm going to play other stuff like on my PlayStation 5. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I don't really play any phone games. I did I get super addicted to Flappy Bird back in the day, and that's the only reason I still have my really old iPad is because it's like the only thing on earth that has Flappy Bird on it still. I wonder if that's worth money, if that iPad's worth money. It might be, but I ain't giving up my Flappy Bird. <laughs> I love Flappy Bird. It was great. And then there was a bunch of clones, and they all sucked. Oh, yeah. Clones are not good. Yeah. Original Flappy Bird. OG. Um, I don't think we have any industry new news. I, there is one little piece that, um, oh, who was it? There's going to be a, potentially a lawsuit or something to try to block the merger of uh, Microsoft and uh, Blizzard Activision. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, like Google. A- yeah. Google was, and we're like, why is Google worried about this? Are they just butt hurt because, you know, Stadia didn't make it or whatever? We wanted to be the mon- Monopoly. Ah. So, anyway, um, who knows what's going to happen with that? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any other uh, video game news. So, let's go to these new, new trailers. We have two trailers. Yeah. Um, one of them being the game you're going to be, you're going to play next, which is Dead Space. We have a launch trailer for Dead Space. Yeah. The remake. Total remake, not a remaster, of Dead Space 1 comes out on January 27th, so like a week and a half from now. That's about right, yeah. Uh, I never played Dead Space, but it's third person and it's got cool visuals. I, I'm watching it in 2K and it, uh, here as we're talking and uh, it does look like it was made yesterday. It looks very modern. It looks better than, you know how like you'll think of older games and like in your mind it looks like really good and you go back and play you're like oh gosh yeah um this is not how i remember it. this looks way better than i remember it looking <laughs> so this is even better than i better than the first well i'm looking forward to it yeah uh you will like it it's very cool very good um and uh, it's and it's a good trailer launch trailer make sure you want to play it uh then we have a trailer for outpost infinity siege and i'm not familiar Outpost must be a series. I'm not familiar with it. Me neither. Uh, I, uh, this this video game trailer seemed extremely generic to me. It it is uh, sort of generic, um, except that it is like eight games in one. Um, it is a first person shooter with RPG elements and base creation, tower defense, and mechs. So you can get in a mech, and it plays like uh, like a, like a mech game. Uh, there's like top down or three fourths view or whatever you call it. Um, like real time strategy, tower defense. And then you've created the, you know, the base that you're doing this tower defense stuff on. So it's, uh, so I guess it's like three or four games in one. (laughs) One time, like a long time ago, this has never left my mind. Jess was sitting there and she just went, I've come up with a tower defense game and it's all about breakfast foods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> food fighters man just that old toy line 
That's what I just every time I hear tower defense, I just think of her going, I've come up with a new tower defense game, and it's all about breakfast foods. Very <laughs> funny. That's good. That's good. So anyway, that's all the uh, the here video game trailers are weird, dude, because it's like they don't have just a here's a trailer for this new game. It's it's like here's the combat trailer and here's the launch trailer, cinematic and, trailer. Yeah, and here's the DLC trailer, and it's just like it's too many trailers. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep up with. I I don't play a lot of games anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. But every once in a while, I want to play one. Every once in a while. Um, okay, cool. Well, that does it for, that does it for everything. For everything. That's it. It's over. We're we're done here. So, for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm not Marvel snapping anymore. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I am a tower defense game about breakfast food. Happy Trailsers. A racing snail named Armageddon.